Hello and welcome to the brand new educational podcast, The Teachers of Tomorrow. With The Teachers of Tomorrow. With your co-host, Mr Aldring, otherwise known as Matt. And Mr Gregory, also known as Sam. We are here to share our journey, experiences and views on all things education. Hey guys and welcome back to the latest podcast episode where today we're joined by Tara Cross um, or some of you may know her as at Tara's Teaching on Instagram um, and today we'll be talking about the subjects around PGC prep and NQT prep because Tara's completed both so first of all Tara thanks for coming on okay. just, just like to introduce yourself to listeners for anyone that maybe isn't following you on Instagram or you know isn't in touch with you yet yeah um, hi I'm Tara um, yeah, I've got um, an Instagram account, so I kind of document my teaching journey on there. So I've just completed my PGCE, and now I'm going into my NQT year in year five. So excited! So excited! Yeah, very exciting. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for you. So me and Sam, me and Sam have got that all to come. Yeah, yeah, I know. Very exciting. You've got a lot to come. Uh, good. Well, we'll find out in a minute, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest with you. I know. Good to see you jumping in, Sam. That's what I like to hear. It's not just me and Tara talking. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, mate. I don't want to be rude, mate. I don't like interrupting <laughs> people. You know what I mean? That's true. Just so much more polite these days. I'm impressed. I'm just calm, mate. I'm just cal- chill. I know. What have, what have you become? What have we made you? Um, just before we get going, like I say, if you want to get in touch with us, if this is the first time you've listened to us um, or you're back listening to us, surprisingly, then get us on Instagram on at the Teacher of Tomorrow or on Twitter on at TFT Pod. And like I say, if you want to get in touch with Tara um, after this and follow her journey, which was much better than ours already, like I say, follow her on Instagram on at Tara's Teaching. So, yeah, that would be great. Um, first of all, yeah. Sorry, you just said that you completed your PGCE. Now, I know yeah. you did your PGCE at, at Cambridge University. Um, yeah. Surely that must have been slightly I'd... more difficult than most <laughs> other places. Uh, <laughs> sort of, how did you prepare for that and what did you find most challenging about the, the PGCE year? Um, yeah, see, people think because it's Cambridge that it's that it is different and that it's going to be like really hard or really difficult to get in there. Um, but it's actually, I feel like it's no different. Like it is, it is classed as the best PGC in the country. So I feel like standards are maybe higher, but I mean, I got like a two one in my degree. Um, yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't difficult yeah. to get in. So yeah, I don't you should know. Have applied I feel like... <laughs> excuse, excuse me. <laughs> two one, two one. <laughs> you must've been the personality that yeah. shone through clearly. That must've been what it is. <laughs> but yeah so to prepare I feel like I didn't actually do loads like I feel like people stress about that a lot but I've always said like if you're stressing about like subject knowledge don't worry about it because you're going to learn it throughout the year like there is I really think there's no point in revising something now if you're then either never going to teach it or not going to teach it until maybe like the summer term because you'll have forgotten it. So, yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't say I did loads to be honest. I mean, I had to do um, skills tests, which I don't think you do anymore. No, nope. is that right? Yeah, no, we don't do so that. that Sam, Sam's happy about that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would be. Yeah, um, we should be. That was hard. Like the maths <laughs> one was hard. I had to revise a lot for that. Yeah. So because I'd done that kind of. Um, I can't think when I did it 
but quite quite a bit before I started the course because I'd done that I was a bit like oh I kind of revised then I'll probably be okay come September whatever um and then the only other thing I had to do from my uni was um a pre-course essay so that kind of took over any kind of preparation because I had a 2000 word essay to do um, yeah <laughs> it was quite was a that, lot considering I was gonna say was that specifically for Cambridge or was that just yeah 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 it was um, did you get to choose what it was about or, or no so we um in the first week of the course we had a um placement that we had to organize ourselves which was for the like the first week of school so that we could kind of go in and see how they teach like routines and behavior things like that and then the essay was then all based on behaviour. So the idea was to kind of start it over the summer and then finish it because it was then due the next week, which was the first week of uni. Okay, so, so it tied it in quite nicely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was good. And it was very, um, very interesting, actually, because you kind of then researched a lot of things that you would then try out on your own placements. And it wasn't properly marked. So it was just kind of like a an essay for them to kind of see how you're getting on if you're at the right standard and then obviously any feedback you got would then help you with your official assignments a bit further down the line but yeah that took over most of my prep just touching on something that you said before i think it's really good that you said that um that you didn't do too much preparation in regards to, like the subject knowledge and stuff because yeah similar to you like i've seen a lot of people on instagram like they are stressing and they are nervous they about are. like what, what they need to do and i think but to be fair, like me and you, Matt, we're pretty chill. To be fair, we're yeah. like we're just gonna. It's just gonna happen. It's gonna happen it on is. PGCE, and is, we yeah. like I've had a look through it. Like the the welcome pack they've given us for like things that we need to prepare for, and it's bare yeah. minimum. Like it's literally nothing because because I think as, like you said, you're going on a PGC. It's gonna be intense, and like they build up the placements yeah. and stuff. So you're gonna be continuously learning the subject knowledge anyway. So I'm really glad that Precisely. you've been through that process and you've actually said that other than just like me and Matt just like just, just don't worry about it like <laughs> it'll be fine you learn as you go you've got a whole year to learn these things and even when you're teaching like you're going to be learning you're going to be teaching new topics every year you don't need to yeah, know yeah. all of them now before your PGCE like there's no point you just learn as you go that's absolutely right music to my ears anyway the more you tell me to relax <laughs> the happier I am so yeah, yeah. good to hear <laughs> Um, and just on the PGCE year, what did you find most challenging, do you think, over the course of the year? Because I know people have said to us, it's, a, it's an intense year, it's, it can be stressful, yeah. you've got a lot of work on. So what did you find most difficult um, throughout the year? Um, I'd probably say it's kind of a work-life balance because you do have a lot going on. Like you'll have assignments, then you'll have all your planning for your placement, um, you'll be going to lectures at uni where they're then giving you work for that. So it's really hard because it's just a juggling act. Like you've got to work out when to do things, when they're due. Um, yeah. And obviously to then have time for yourself as well. And that is really important. Like you need, you need to have a break because it's so easy to just carry on. Like your to-do list will never end. So yeah. it's very easy to just keep going all the time. So yeah, it is hard. I mean, what I did was I would then kind of schedule things in my diary. So like things that I wanted to do, like I'm going to see my friends on Sunday. So I'm going to block out that whole day. I'm not allowed to do any work that day. So everything has to be done by, you know, 6 p.m. on Saturday. 
so that I could then get it done. And even if I hadn't finished everything I needed to do, I just left it because I just had to be so strict with myself to make sure that I was having time to do nice things as well and to have a break. Yeah. And I think we touched on it in an earlier episode of ours, actually, um, about well-being particularly. And we looked at work-life balance. And again, not just yourself, but a couple of other people that we've spoken to on on the podcast have said exactly the same thing. You know, it is Mm. about just getting that work-life balance and and making sure that you're making time for yourself as well as your studies, as well as your planning. Um, And I think, I think it, it keeps you engaged almost, doesn't it? Because again, if you, if you're building up on one particular thing, you're always lacking on another. And whereas if you take that day off or weekend off to just enjoy yourself, you know, when you come back in on the Monday morning, you're, you're fresh and ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, it's harder. I'd say kind of because you've got the essays on top of everything else, you're kind of like, okay, well, I've got these lessons that I need to have ready for Monday. But then I'm also, you know, I've got thousands of words to write for this essay. I need to do all the reading for it. So it's just really hard to kind of plan out when you're going to do things and like prioritise. I think, yeah, that was what I found the hardest. I don't know if it's similar across all universities this year, but as is looking like we probably won't go into uni this year, it's looking like it's going to be online. So I think Mm. not just that, but I think the commute for people to and from university, if, if they've taken that out, it probably gives them a bit more balance like when they are in days of university. And also as well, rather than having to like to stay in university for long periods of time, if the lectures are already there or recorded, they can just literally access it from home and probably get the work done a, a bit a bit quicker and things like that. So it might work out to some people's benefit. Um, I bet that will, definitely, yeah. because some of our days at uni were long, like they'd be like nine till six. And it took me an hour to drive into Cambridge because of traffic, um, an hour to an hour. drive out. So that's two hours yeah. of my day gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, you'd have like half an hour breaks between some of the lectures or like an hour's lunch break. And a lot of the time we were all just like, why can't we just go on to the next lecture and just eat in the lecture? You know, like we would rather get this day done. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's obviously, yeah, we need a break, but can it just be like 15 minutes so that, you yeah. know, the day's shorter? So yeah, if you've got all that just at home, I think that will benefit you quite a lot actually. Like I say, it's one of them, isn't it, when you're at uni and you think half an hour break looks all right on paper, but you can't do anything with it. You can't go to the library. If you've got like a couple of hours, you can go to the library and smash out 500 words, a bit of reading. But when you've Mm. half an hour, it's just like, right, well, I'll go to the toilet, have some food, then go back to to work again. Like, great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think think it's a good point, actually. You made that, Sam, about um, it benefiting us, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, I thought thought about it, mate. I'm on it. Yeah, all, all the benefits to it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I think um, like obviously we touched on, well, you touched on your preparation for your PGC year, Tyler. Obviously, you're going into your NQT year, and you're pretty much. I'm going to say you're. St- are you starting pretty much next week with your yeah, teaching? But, yeah, yeah. Thursday, what, I'll start teaching. What have you done in your build up to your NQT year, essentially, which is different to your PGC year? Because I know you said about. Mm. You didn't really prepare for subject knowledge. Have you continued developing your subject knowledge during this break before you go into the classroom and things like that? And obviously as well, you've had you've had time to sort out your classroom and, and things like that. So what have you been doing to prepare? Um, I would say, yeah, I have focused more on subject knowledge now, but it's obviously been very much structured towards what I know I'm teaching. 
so yeah like I know I'm doing World War II so I've looked into that quite a lot kind of I know that I'm doing place value first in math so I've whilst I've been planning it obviously then I've been revising it as well um yeah so that's been a lot more structured because obviously I know exactly what I'm teaching and know exactly what I need to plan whereas obviously for your PGCE it's very broad and you could be like oh I could do this I could do this like it's a lot harder to kind of manage in terms of subject knowledge what you would really revise and how early did you get that information from the school was it when you got the job like straight away or was it just recently more recently so obviously I can look at the curriculum yeah and know generally what I need to do for year five I was on placement at the school that I have got have got my job at so I knew all of the schemes that they use and the kind of things that they teach so that helped me because I could then like over lockdown when I had I had a bit of a less less time um to do like uni work I then thought okay I know that this school, my school used like white rose for maths that's their scheme so then I looked up what year five do first you know yeah, so yeah. then I was prepared so yeah but mostly they've told me things um more recently but then that was partly because I went in quite a bit over lockdown whilst I was free and after I finished my PGCE I then went into school and just asked loads of questions I was like tell me now what I need to do what I need to do to prepare tell me what you know what I'm going to be teaching best way to ask questions if you you don't if you don't don't ask you're not going to know are you like simple exactly preaching preaching to the choir trust me that's literally, we may as well just get that mot- like motto underneath our like branding or something like yeah. always, always ask questions, teach them tomorrow. That's it. Like all we ever seem to bang on about is just telling people to ask questions. We don't actually, we don't actually have the answers. We'll just tell you to ask questions and then hopefully people will have the answers. Definitely. <laughs> um, it's, like I say, it's interesting what you're saying about the structure wise and the difference between the PGC and NQT because mm. obviously like us as PGC students, I think we, we were a bit sort of maybe not concerned, but you know, it's just one of them things where you're like, are you doing enough? Are you not doing enough? But I think because, yeah. because obviously you go into that NQT year and like you say, you've got your class, you've got your year group and you, fortunately for you, you're in the school already. So you kind of have them schemes available. You can, yeah. you can obviously be proactive with what you're researching. Mm. And so you can, again, I guess it becomes easier to prioritize what you're doing really. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, yeah. There's more structure to it. You just know what you've got to do. And then you can get the minions in to help your classroom as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, take take as many people as you can when you're setting up your classroom. It helps so much. I'll be bearing that in mind, Sam. When uh, I'll be dragging you to my classroom. Yeah, <laughs> I have my own classroom. Hold on a minute. I have my own classroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Sam, mate, Sam, I need your help big time. I'm, I'm struggling there. I'm struggling with displays. I'm struggling with colour schemes. You can be my TA. That's fine. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Talking of TAs, actually. Um, you were previously a TA. Um, I'm not sure of how many, for how many years you were a TA. Um, how many was it? Um, so I did supply TA work whilst I was at uni for three years. Yeah. And then I was a actual TA um, in a school for a year before okay. my PGC. Yeah. Nice. And um, firstly, well, I'll go to Arsenal. Why did you choose to do the year's work before going back to your PGC um, as mm-hmm. a TA? And also, do you think that that year or them few years 
working in the classroom as a TE has helped you going into your NQT year? Mm-hmm. Um, I chose to do it because coming out of uni, I just felt like I was too young. Like I thought, you know, I'm not ready to be a teacher. Like that responsibility seems huge right now. Um, I want more experience in a school. Um, obviously I'd done the supply work, but that was in like a load of different schools. It was very, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't every day. It was sort of a school here one day, then I'd go to another one the next day. So although it was obviously great experience, um, I wanted more time to like to get to know a class and to work alongside a teacher and learn as much as I could from them before then doing my own training. Um, so yeah, I, I recommend it highly, um, because it helped me so much. Like the school I worked at was, is connected to Cambridge university. So it's very, um, research driven. All right, nice. So I learned a lot about theories in teaching, which then obviously helped with essays and things at uni for for my PGCE. And also the way the school worked was I, as a TA, worked with different classes and different year groups. So I wasn't actually based with just one class all the time. So from my perspective, that benefited me a lot because I worked in, you know, a variety of years. I worked with a variety of teachers, saw a lot of different teaching styles. So, yeah, I just learned so much. And like the main teacher that I worked with, um, she'd only been teaching a few years. So she kind of wanted to help me a lot because she could sort of see it from my perspective. So she let me teach now and again, um, take over the class for a bit. So I I ended up having like quite a lot of experience, obviously, to then go into my training. So, yeah. It helped me a lot. (laughs) I was having this conversation with someone earlier today, actually, like, you just cannot get enough experience. Like, experience just trumps everything, and, like, including a school as well. Like, the moment you set foot in a classroom, like, it changes. You cannot replace that by going to, like, uni lectures or or seminars because, like, it's not just the curriculum. It's understanding the children and the environment that they're Mm -hmm. in as well. So, yeah, the fact that you've done those few years being a TA probably not only helped you become an NQT, but actually get you through your PGCE because you're not going in yeah. completely bl- blinded by, oh, what am I doing sort of thing. Like, at mm. least you have, like, some idea about what you're doing, especially when you're going into your PGCE year as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it honestly benefited me so much. Like, going to uni, like, a lot of people had never even been into a primary school. So they were sort of like oh like I don't know these things about the curriculum or I didn't know that teachers did this whereas I I knew a lot of it because I'd worked you know alongside Mm -hmm. a lot of teachers already yeah yeah it's it's sort of a bit like you really Sam isn't it because Mm -hmm. like I say you've had a lot of experience as a TA and as a coordinator and obviously a lot of yours is PE based but you've said the same you've said the same to me Sam like you you obviously have got a lot more experience than I have in the classroom and that experience. Well, you can see when I've been in school with you on placements and stuff, um, compare you to kind of other, other people, maybe in our cohort that are going to school for the first time or first couple of times, but the difference in kind of just confidence with the children and things like that is so, mm. it's so visible to see. And I'm assuming that's probably the same with you, Tara, like when you were going to 
into your placements in PDC, you probably had that level of confidence inside you, which is not, not, not a case of like being arrogant about yourself, but just the fact that you've been in that environment so many times and so often. It, it just, just you're just really natural. reassured that that's yeah. all it is yeah. like yeah like, like for me like i did from what reception up to year six and then was one-to-one with a child in the classroom as well so i had yeah. both sides really and it just yeah, yeah just helped massively yeah what, what are you saying so okay. i thought no i thought i thought that was going to fall on you were saying <laughs> oh, no, that's fine i'll go into that just looking at us it's, it's fine it's understandable <laughs> just just waiting for us just waiting for us to start talking <laughs> I mean, I used to, we used to like all the, all the professionals talking so much and we just normally just sit there just like yeah go on off you go yeah. just carry on talking for 20 minutes then we'll just jump in every now and then uh, you actually want to listen to us so it's nice yeah, I feel like, nice. Like we're gonna have to we have to actually talk on our own podcast for a change I mean, i'm not used to this I know, like... what's, what's this all about <laughs> so matt i do have a uh, next question for you so if if anyone who hasn't checked out Tara's uh, teaching page, please do. Like, it is really, really good, and it's really resourceful. Um, so, yeah, big, big shout out to Tara, and yeah. also oh, we you. will make sure that your handle is included at the end. Um, always, we'll send you an, always. We'll send you over an invoice for that. Uh, <laughs> in, 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 wow. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah. So obviously, me and Matt are quite new to Instagram, and we we've both been blown away by the support, and obviously with our podcast channel as well like for you how has it helped you prepare and also like share ideas and like just network with people as well like how have you found it and when did you actually join the the teaching community as well i joined um whilst i was a ta last year um yeah because that was quite a good time to get into it so it's like before my pgce i was kind of doing little bits in school so yeah i kind of then built it up from there so then the obviously the more I was doing as a TA, the more I could start posting little bits and things. Then obviously, yeah, started building up a bit more in my PGCE, yeah. But yeah, I can't recommend (laughs) it enough because it's just so amazing. Like all the incredible ideas on there, like it's just like it inspired me so much to become a better teacher um, because people just post like such amazing ideas and you think oh yeah I really want to do that or like it just inspires you to try something different in your teaching um I've made like lots of new friends on there which is really nice so it's like a good support system as well um it was really nice like um there's a few girls that started um their instagrams a similar time to me and then obviously we've kind of gone through our pgc year together so that's been really nice to kind of watch their journeys as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something that we've noticed as well with our accounts, just um, seeing lots of people doing really fantastic ideas, including yourself with yeah. your resources. And I've noticed as well, I've got your page up here, actually. Uh, you're a big mm-hmm. reader. Big, big yes, reader. I am. How, um, yeah. how, do you fi- how do you find the reading helps with your teaching and just in general, like your, your school profession? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love reading. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read so many children's books and I've made like a my own book review kind of journal. So um, I'm going to have that in my class this year. And then 
my aim is for them to obviously be able to flick through it and kind of see what books I recommend because children seem to love when you come to them and be like oh I found this book I've read it you're gonna love it this is, this book is made for you you know and then they're like really excited by it so <laughs> I just love that you can like build that relationship with them and like if you can chat to them about what they're reading because you've already read it as well yeah. then yeah it just makes them love reading such a so really great idea <laughs> such a great yeah. idea <laughs> and I, I just i just want to highlight something there as well like obviously your page is like reading orientated as it were that that's the brilliant thing about instagram like different pages have different strengths and passions and interests and that's okay yeah. like and i think like some people if you don't have a passion or interest for something in teaching or education, that's okay. It's going to be different oh, yeah. to, to everyone else. And like, just use other people's accounts just to inspire you really. Like, for example, like me and Matt, we wouldn't say we're the most creative people, but like seeing no other way, people's no accounts, way, no but way. see like other people's accounts and stuff like that. We're like, yeah, that that's class. I'll be yeah. nabbing that. Well, I've, I've literally yeah. just, I think I've screenshot oh, about yeah. four of your posts already as we're on it. So, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's it, like you say, Sam, it's, it's one of them, isn't it, where you just, well, we're, we're happy to admit where we're not so strong in other areas. So it's, it's a, I think it's just about recognising your strengths. And luckily, we're all right yeah. talking to each other and talking yeah. about things. So that's all right. But like I say... You just get on well with each other. That's our yeah, strength, mate. exactly. <laughs> it's because yeah. no one else does. So that's why we've got each other to, to look after one another. That's, this, is, this is our support network. That's it. Just, just the two of us. Just being left by ourselves. <laughs> But yeah, that's actually a really good idea when you've said that about being just proactive with reading, I guess, like to build that rapport with the children. I never really thought yeah. about it like that, but now you've mentioned it, it does make perfect sense. And it's probably something that me going forward, I'll look to do um, actively go out and just, you know, read some children's books and mm. just to build that relationship. They are actually good. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine they are. That's why they're published. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like people are like, oh, I'm not reading them. Like, you know, they're for kids. Like, they're for love it. But like, they are actually really good. And I feel like they're obviously made to be really exciting and really interesting because they obviously need to grip children. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I fly through them because they're just such easy, like, exciting reads. Yeah. So, yeah, don't, don't ever be put off them because they're children. To be, to be fair, Matt, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of big you up here. Matt's actually got an interest in children's books because he actually oh. attempted last year to write his own children's book. And to be oh, fair wow. to him... It was class. It was really good. Like, really? yeah, wait, honestly, it was good. Yeah. I'll wait, I'll wait for the you. podcast to take off a bit and then I'll fire it over. I'll fire <laughs> yeah, it on there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, I, I do like it. We'll, co we'll collaborate for the book. You can, yeah, you, what, what you like a drawer, any decent? Good illustrator? No. No, no, okay, no. no. <laughs> you know anyone what? that is out of your 10,000 fans? You got anyone that's, oh, sure uh, that's illustrated on there? Perfect. Well, I'll give you a little shout out in the, in the comments. It's fine. I'll yeah. practice how to draw just so I can be part of this little project. Don't <laughs> want to be left yeah, out, mate. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's something that I've, that I've looked at doing because they are just yeah. fun, aren't they? And when you read them, like, they are exciting. And I don't know, it's just a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Like, imagine if you just got a book out that's like... That'd be so cool. For kids, cool. yeah. And they're just like coming all yeah. excited reading it. You're just like, yes, come on. Yes, I wrote that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Who knows, Sam? But thanks for bringing yeah. that up. Yeah, um, good luck. I know, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Small steps, baby steps. Um, <laughs> obviously, we've touched on your Instagram, we've touched on your PGC and going into your NQT. Um, what would you say in terms of tips-wise for 
other students like ourselves going into our PGC mm-hmm. or people that have finished their PGCs going into their NQT year, what sort of tips would you recommend that you've used and have been successful? Mm-hmm. Um, I think going back to what I said about putting in the time to obviously have for yourself and having like your cut off time for when you're going to stop working that's definitely something everyone needs to do trainees and nqts i'm definitely going to be doing that this year as well yeah um, pub on a friday yeah. night yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> count me and sam in thanks very much yeah. <laughs> you don't need encouragement mate that's <laughs> <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i'd also say like one of the biggest things is don't compare yourself to others it's so easy to especially like with instagram um as much as i love it it is very easy for you to see everyone posting all these lovely things but obviously you've got to remember that that they're their best bits they're not showing necessarily well i mean some people do i i try to but not everyone shows like the down days and what's not going so well um so yeah don't compare yourself to that and also like it it's easy to compare yourself to others on your course as well um like you'll find as soon as everyone starts getting jobs you'll start panicking and thinking oh no I haven't even applied for anything yet or you know everyone's starting to get them I haven't um but don't do it like it's fine you you go at your own pace um you do your own thing don't don't worry about what everyone else is doing yeah That'd be like me and you, Sal, and you'll be you'll have your job be... sorted by Christmas, and I'll be like, "What?" <laughs> nah, I was, was going to say it's going to be oh, it's going to be the yin, uh, yin and yang thing. Like I would just call you up, head loss, being like, "I don't want to be a teacher anymore. I don't want to yeah. <laughs> I'll just be like, "Don't worry about it, mate. It's all right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be fine in a few months' time. Uh, but I think they're really good points you've made there about just not comparing yourself to other people. I think it's really important to mm. recognise. I know me and Sam are really big on it. Um, that just. You take you take things at your own pace and it's your own journey and everyone's yeah. different like you say you obviously you're a prime example of that you know took a year out to be a ta because you didn't feel ready to go straight into teaching and yeah. and to gain that experience whereas obviously other people might might just go straight into it because they want to you yeah. know and, it, and that's fine and it's i think they're just two really good tips particularly for for people like ourselves going into our pgc it sounds like the pgc year sounds more stressful maybe than the nqt year which is which is a bit odd like i, I felt like i feel like you've painted a yeah. picture here where it's it's exciting going to the nqt because you've done all the hard work of the pgce yeah i mean protect, i mean obviously i don't know because i haven't done my nqt yet but yeah i feel like i'm hoping anyway in my from my perspective i'm hoping that's the case that it's going to get easier from now on uh, yeah. but we'll see well you won't have any um uh, assignments to do so that's a massive plus anyway nice. isn't it Fair. yeah yeah definitely. that's a huge plus and um, books wise obviously kids every day yeah that's true <laughs> yeah that'd be, that'd be all right that'd be fine give him a couple <laughs> of books light work yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and on the topic of books have you got any books that you'd recommend or papers that you recommend reading for people that maybe go into the pgc year particularly or nqt year um, or just that you enjoy yeah um, I've got a pile here prepared for yes. this question. Perfect. <laughs> oh, wow. Perfect. Um, this is what we want. So, okay. So the first one I've got, it's called um, A to Z of Grammar. Nice. And this helped me so much. I mean, particularly with like, if you teach like year five and six, where you'll do like a lot of spag, this book was just really helpful because it had, it just has like really simple examples and it just explains it all really easily. So yeah. 
that's just a really good one for grammar. This book called um, Mathematics Explained for Primary Teachers by Derek Haylock. This is amazing. Like if you're if you're struggling with maths, or I mean, even if you're good at maths, I think this is going to help loads because, again, like really clear examples and explanations of how to teach things. For me, I mean, I I think that maths has changed a lot since like I was at primary school. So coming into teaching, like so many like the terminology and like the ways that they teach it is just completely different. So this book is really helpful for that on amazon yeah. tick basket yeah. next yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um this one is called teaching without disruption in the primary school um this is by roland chaplin and he um was actually the behavior management kind of lecturer on my course and he wrote this book so right. this one was, it's just so helpful like really practical ideas um for how to manage behavior um and he was really good in our lectures as well so yeah that's a really good behavior one another one <laughs> i've only got two more um, the unofficial teachers manual uh, you may have seen that yeah. quite a bit on yeah. instagram yeah i've seen um, that one yeah really good yeah again yeah. very practical it covers a lot of things that you're kind of not taught in your training that you're just you then just turn up in your NQT and expected to know. Great. So yeah. Um, and the last one, I haven't actually read all of this, but I've just started it and it's really good. Um, yeah, I've seen that one as well. Yeah, yeah Sue Cowley, Getting the Buggers to Behave. I don't like I don't like the title of it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, not politically correct, is it, to be fair? Imagine calling yeah, your children's a bugger in class. That's the beauty of it, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, sure his, that's his USP. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but yeah, that's that's another really good one for behaviour. Oh, great! Well, and, and like I say, like we do in every every podcast episode, we'll post a CPD following the episode. So, obviously, yeah. you've come up with some really great suggestions there, and we definitely trust your opinion with with the amount of reading you do. So, um, <laughs> no, grateful for that, um, and some really great suggestions there for us. Which my Amazon account's going to be getting absolutely hammered over the next few weeks because of you. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tara, it's been an absolute pleasure to come on and just, just have a chat with you. Um, like I say, you. come to the podcast and give us some advice and tips on, on the PGCE year for us and obviously going into your NQT year as well. It's been really great. If anyone wants to get in touch with Tara following this, then on her Instagram, at Tara's Teaching, um, you'll see loads of, loads of tips, resources um, on there. And I'd highly recommend giving her a follow and, and getting in touch with her. Equally, if you want to get in touch with us on Instagram, at the Teachers of Tomorrow, we're always on there. And likewise on Twitter, at TFT Pod. Um, get in touch, just say hello, pop in some comments with anything that you want us to talk about coming forward. And just, you know, tell us how we're getting on, really. We just we just like chatting. So, but no, Tara, like I say, thanks so much for coming on and taking the time. I know how incredibly busy you've been sorting oh, your classroom out this week. So hopefully you've, uh, <laughs> you've enjoyed getting on here as much as we've had, enjoyed having you on. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. And best of luck with everything. Oh, thanks very much. We ne- we'll need it. Uh, yeah, appreciate it, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. You've All given right. some really, really good tips and everything like that. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome.